Call the meeting order. Mrs. Troublefield, would you please call the roll? Here. 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 This is a regular scheduled board meeting. We do have a quorum. Need a motion to approve the agenda for this evening's meeting. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Would everyone please rise for a presentation of colors? be seated. Next item on the agenda is uh, Indian River Student Government. They helped pass and approve the expense referendum. Thank you to all the members of the community and your continued support for our great school district. Here at Indian River, ninth, ninth and 10th graders participated in the annual PSAT on March 22nd to, to provide feedback of their abilities in reading and math and prepare them for their future standardized tests. Additionally, all juniors will, ta will be taking the SAT on March 5th. We wish them the best of luck. Students are also preparing to take advanced placement tests during the first two weeks of May in order to test their capability and proficiency in their specified courses. As seen in the past, there is no doubt students will be thoroughly prepared and will see this transla translated in their exceptional scores. The school year is rapidly uh, approaching its remar remarkable end with the third marking period ending on April 4th and report cards being released on April 13th. Additionally, spring break will be, will be taking place from April 14th to the 23rd. 33 days remain for seniors until our last day on May 19th that we are blissfully counting down with graduation taking place on May 31st at 7 p.m. Let's hope we stay dry. In athletics, 
Spring sports are underway with boys and girls across tennis, golf, baseball, girls soccer, track and field, and softball preparing for amazing seasons. Please come out and support our Indians. We would like to congratulate Indian River's competitive cheerleading team whose hard work and dedication allowed them to place first in the state competition at Smyrna High School on March 5th. In Indian River Arts, band and chorus performed a musical, The Corner on Baker Street at IR Live on March 24th and 25th to showcase many of the wonderful talents that the school has to offer. If you are unable to attend these wonderful performances, please join us on May 16th for the chorus concert at 7 p.m. and on May 17th for the band concert also at 7 p.m. Finally, Indian River High School juniors and seniors are excited to celebrate together at prom on April 29th. We would like to invite the members to join us as we celebrate at Grand March and show off our style at 6 p.m. at the Ocean City Convention Center. Thank you and have a good night. Thank you very much. Need a motion to approve the regular meeting minutes of February 27th and the executive session meetings of February 27th. So moved. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Mr. Steele, uh, special recognition. Mr. Barlow, please join me at the podium. Good evening. Uh, we're at the portion of the board meeting where we will recognize students and staff for accomplishments. And the first I would like to recognize is Aaron Crooks from Georgetown Middle. Aaron was Delaware's Middle School Counselor of the Year. Uh, with this award, which is given by the Delaware School Counselor Association, she includes a $500 uh, cash prize, and now she is eligible for the overall State Counselor of the Year, Aaron Crooks. Next from Sebbyville Middle, Isaac Chandler. Uh, Isaac um, at the Delaware State BPA Conference last uh, a couple weeks ago qualified to attend the national conference based on his performance in a computer literacy event.
For the next award, um, I'd like to ask Renee Jerns uh, to please come forward and introduce our guest. Thank you. I have with me Mr. Chris Yobel, and I was privileged enough at the beginning of the school year to be uh, at a meeting with Chris and County Councilman Rob Orlett with a proposal they had for bringing in a fire cadet program into Millsboro Middle School. And at the time, I remember thinking this is the right thing to do for our community and for our students. We can provide them with an opportunity to learn skills that may interest them later in life and as part of a career. But little did I know it would lead to us being here today to recognize one of Millsboro Middle students. So throughout our program, uh, we've taught many, many um, life-saving, career-changing attributes for cadets. Um, we'd like to recognize Lindsay, if you could please come up. <laughs> Towards the beginning of school year, we taught basic first aid, puncture wounds, choking, and hands-only CPR. Um, little did we know that within two months, Lindsay would save her sister from choking. Um, she was at home watching her four-year-old sister. Sister began to choke on a toy. Lindsay was able to quickly react, knowing everything that she had learned from our program. Through her life-saving measures, she was able to help her sister from choking. Her sister was no longer choking. Um, we have several associations here tonight that would like to recognize her. I'm going to call them up. They're going to present her with an award, and we're going to stay up here for a picture. So first... County Councilman Rob Arlett. I just want to uh, recognize Lindsay. I think this is a, a, a testament to this program and that um, it's all about bringing this community and the fire service to you, the students. And, and the fact is that we're so very proud of you for number one, participating in the program. Number two is actually applying what you've learned. And it's so very important and that one cannot uh, put a price on that. So on behalf of the 220,000 residents of this county, uh, Sussex County Council tribute. Be it hereby known to all that Sussex County Council commends Lindsay Espinoza, that is you, yes? Okay. Uh, for her heroic actions in service to her community. The Sussex County Council congratulates Lindsay Espinoza, a cadet in the Roxana Fire Company's Operation GEM program for her quick thinking, life-saving actions in January 2017 to render aid to, to a choking victim, her little sister. By performing the Heimlich Maneuver, she had learned just one month prior through her student training and directs this tribute be presented to Ms. Espinoza on the 27th day of March 2017, signed by myself. So congratulations yet again. Thank you. Um, next, call upon uh, one of my mentors. He uh, helps me out every single day that we're in school, Gerald Brinson. He's a volunteer at Roxana. He'll be presenting Lindsay with the Life Saving Award on behalf of Roxana Volunteer Fire Company. She's going to drop something. 
Next would be uh, the instructor who actually instruct the choking. He uh, was working for Delaware State Fire School at the time. He's presenting an award from the State EMS Association. So I'm also the State EMS President here in Delaware, and we wanted to recognize Lindsay for her exceptional work. Trying to save a loved one's life is very difficult and very stressful, and she took what she learned and applied it appropriately and effectively saved her four-year-old sister. So we want to represent and recognize her with the EMS Heroic Citizens Award for 2017. Next, it'll be Ron O'Neill, accompanied by Cherry Chesler. Ron's representing Millsboro Fire Company, who uh, so graciously lets Roxana step in their territory Monday through Thursday and uh, work at, or volunteer at Millsboro Middle School. And Chief Cherry Chesler on behalf of the Delaware State Fire Chiefs Association. Thank you, brother. Um, thank you, everyone, for coming here tonight. Uh, we're ex exceptionally proud of what Lindsay done uh, I represent the 61 fire chiefs in our state and last year we were fought with a, a bad deal that the school districts throughout our state were not providing fire protection or fire prevention in their schools and through Governor Markell which I'm extremely proud of him he did make sure that all the schools public and private now provide fire prevention in our school districts. Well, through the first semester, since this program was done, we've had three saves just in Sussex County. And extremely proud, we, yeah, Miss Espinoza is one of them. We had one in Laurel that saved his family from a fire, and then two up in Georgetown that saved their family from a fire. So, extremely proud of her and, um, Past President O'Neill will be the one representing the Millsboro Fire Department. It happened in their fire district, so he will present the award to her. Thank you all very much. And the last uh, awards that we'll be handing out this evening, recognitions, uh, will be going to the State Academic Achievement Schools of East Millsboro, 
John M. Clayton and Philip Shaw. Uh, this year, uh, two of our schools, John M. Clayton Elementary and Philip Shaw, achieved uh, received achievement as recognition schools. These schools are chosen for exceptional performance and are closing achievement gap and will receive an $8,000 uh, stipend to be used in their building. At East Millsboro, received recognition as a reward school. The, the reward school is the school students. The school <coughs> students are either the highest performing or show the highest amount of growth in a year. Again, uh, all three schools will receive an $8,000 stipend that can be used in their building. Congratulations. Thank you. <coughs> Next item on the agenda is for public comment. The board allows 15 minutes at the beginning and ending of each regular scheduled board meeting for anyone in the audience who wishes to make a public comment. We have a list this evening. And the first speaker is Lisa Bird. Ma'am, you have three minutes. Gotcha. Um, I'm here today in two capacities. First, I have been the secretary of the Indian River High School Band Boosters for the last several years. As you know, we did our show this weekend. Um, at that show, we collected signatures from 124 friends and family of the music program who strongly opposed the elimination of the EPR benefits. I'll leave that with you when I'm done. I'm also a mom. I've had two kids graduate from IR. Three are here now, and I have three more behind them. They've been involved in music, drama, FFA, STEM, sports, among other things. Cutting this EPR benefits penalize our non-athletic school employees. Wait. Back up. Cutting this benefit penalizes our non-athletic school employees who make our schools a well-rounded learning environment. And I imagine many of these valuable teachers may stop putting in the off hours or leave the district. Bottom line, the proposal is unfair, unreasonable, and not in the best interest of our students. Better yet would be to take the pain and spread it evenly to all the district employees. Thank you. Kathleen Carter. Good evening. My name is Kathleen Carter, and I am a sophomore here at Indian River. I currently hold the position of historian and secretary in student council. I'm also a member of Academic Challenge and a very proud member of the band and chorus. I'm speaking today to express my strong opinion about the proposed extra pay for extra responsibility budget cuts. 
Our extremely dedicated band and choral directors have worked diligently to establish multiple after-school ensembles, such as jazz band, clarinet choir, brass ensemble, baroque ensemble, and a cappella group, just to name a few. They also spend a tremendous amount of time in the evenings for marching band rehearsals, drumline practices, and IR live musical rehearsals. These important activities are possible due to the selflessness of our teachers, who are taking time out of their personal lives in order to benefit the lives of students, while receiving almost nothing in return but a small amount of EPR money each year. Everyone that willingly puts forth additional time deserves to benefit equally from EPR. There are many students here that school choice into the school solely because of our, uh, our outstanding music program. I, for one, attend Indian River because I fell in love with the band program the day I stepped onto the marching band field. The summer before my freshman year, I applied to Sussex Technical High School and got accepted on the last night of band camp here at IR. I wanted to go to Tech because I came from SDSA, a performing arts school. Almost every student from SDSA decided to attend Tech. IR was essentially my backup plan if I didn't get accepted into Tech, but after attending band camp, I turned down the offer from Tech right away. I have never once regret my decision. Unfortunately, if these musical opportunities are no longer going to be available, I may have to consider other high schools that do have these opportunities, as I do plan to ma major in music education. Our band has over 100 students and our chorus over 50. That is a large percentage of our school's population. Why do we have four football coaches earning coaching salaries for a team of 42 players when we have one band director for a marching band of 100 musicians whose salary is at risk of being completely eliminated? Why are sports teams receiving more financial benefits when, there are extra, when they are extracurricular activities and band is a curricular activity? Our teachers and principals continuously remind us that academics come before sports at all times. Band is an academic subject in our curriculum. Band is a team sport. We all work as a team every single day to not only come up with an amazing performance for the public, but to learn and grow along the way. Some students cannot physically participate in any other sport besides marching band. Two of my close friends were in wheelchairs for the entire season, yet still served an important purpose playing in the pit at the front, at the front of the field. Without this, without this privilege, students like these would feel left out. The acronym PRIDE that we use here at Indian River stands for Preparing Responsible Individuals Dedicated to Excellence. How are we expected to follow through with this goal if we cannot provide an adequate amount of resources to ensure the success of all of the students? Thank you. Thank you. Vanessa Reyes. Uh, hi, my name is Vanessa Reyes. I'm a student here at Indian River High School, and I'm here to read the testimony of Grace Kerr, a fellow band member. Band member. Uh, my name is Grace Kerr, and I'm a freshman here at, at Indian River High School. I'm a student at um, the school choice here to be a part of the music program in particularly. I chose Indian River High School because of the amazing music department, and I chose to stay in the district for that reason. I have completely surrounded myself in the arts. I say I'm a part of both band and choir. I play piccolo and marching band and play flute during concerts. I cannot play sports because of my severely bad eyesight. I say I'm very close to going legally blind. My doctors and parents have kept me from playing sports. Marching band, marching band in particular has given me a way to be a part of a team. Marching band is a sport for those who can't play sports. The marching band here at Indian River High School is a fa family and we all love to support each other just like any other sports team. I can attest to the amount of hours that, most, that Mr. Moeller, my band director, as an example, spends time well beyond his call of duty after school. 
with a number of his small ensembles, as well as the time he spends pre preparing for shows during marching season. The football team is allowed to have four paid uh, coaches, but we aren't allowed to have one paid director for marching band, Mr. Moeller, Ms. Ashford, and all of the other staff members in the district who put their time in these activities deserve the same treatment and pay as those athletic coaches. Cutting the fund to this and other non-athletic activities will limit what we are able to do. Marching band, for example, won't be able to attend any away games, parades, or, fix, or afford to fix instruments. The athletics department takes more money from the district than any of other of these activities. I believe that there could be a compromise so that cutting from the non-athletics is not necessary. As an example, we, we can cut back from football. Our district's football teams do not need full, four full-paid coaches. We could cut, cut back to two coaches for, so, for football so that way Mr. Muller and other directors can still be paid consp compensation for their extra hours. Music is what I tend to pursue as a career after my high school life, and the music department in our district can continue to help me grow. Not many continue with athletics after their school career. Non-athletics, such as music, follow people through their lives. Without the funding, the music department and the other non-athletic activities will never be the same. I encourage all of YES board members to not be biased towards one side, but to find the best compromise for the future students in the district. Thank you. Thank you. Ryan Ball. Good evening. I kind of find myself in the unenviable task of following up two very talented young ladies who came up and talked, so I will make it brief, I promise you. Uh, first off, as mayor and member of the Dagsboro Town Council, I know all too well the work that goes into putting together a budget, trying to take care of your most valued assets, your employees, and providing crucial services that people expect, while at the same time working with a finite amount of taxpayer money that you can spend. We're about to do the same thing for the town. It is a balancing act like no other, but I commend you all for the long hours of work that you have put in so far. As president of the Indian River High School Band Boosters for the last six years, I come to the board tonight, as you've heard already, to ask that you reject the suggested cut to the non-athletic EPR pay for teachers, such as our band director, Nate Moeller. Uh, you've heard some comparisons, and I'd offer up this one to you, uh, again, with the members of the football staff. And again, this is not to pit one against the other, but you have teachers on the football staff who will also get paid a stipend for their coaching, and you're asking Mr. Moeller to be in the stands with a band of 120-plus playing members for an entire season, not to mention parades and county band and state band, and you're basically telling him it's part of your job. But the coaches, they've got to coach 37, 42 other players, but we're going to pay them. But you, on the other hand, it's just part of your job. If that suggested cut to EPRA pay is approved, it does send a clear message, not only to Nate Moeller here at IR, but any other teacher who would normally submit an EPRA pay request, and I do believe we have some in the audience tonight. We do appreciate you taking on the extra responsibility, but just not enough to give you extra pay. There are other places to make cuts to get to your goals. I do implore the members of this school board to reject the suggested non-athletic EPRA pay cut, and I thank you for your time. Thank you, Brian. Bob Maloney. Second. Zachary Bullis. Hi, I'm Zach Bullis. I am a senior at Sussex Central High School. I'm here to advocate for our FFA program. Our program cannot be what it is without, without our advisors. They are the backbone of the FFA. 
Not many people realize how much our advisors really do for us and for the program. They take, take time out of their busy schedules to go to the Delaware State Fair to represent IRSD and also to work on the school's farm. Without this, we wouldn't have one of the most well-known FFA programs in the state of Delaware. <coughs> Our advisors are at the fair every day. They go there to support and to help the students show the school's animals. We also work the Farm Bureau stand every year. They teach kids how to do CDEs, which is career development events. Students learn how to do job interviews. They learn from FFA how to apply and go through a real job interview. They also teach kids to judge dairy cows, horses, and such other livestock. This is a summer event. They cannot teach students to do this in school and hope they remember all the material by July. There are, are not many programs that teaches students these skills. Our FFA program represents not just Central alone, but also IRSD. Interim Superintendent Mark Steele wants IRSD to be a community district. FFA does a lot for the community. This helps show off for our district and show we support and thank the community for all they do. We held an annual farmer's dinner to thank the farmers of our community. We also did a petting zoo to show off for the FFA. We could not have done these activities if it wasn't for our hardworking advisors. I was just elected Delaware's FFA State Sentinel and I would not have gotten this position if it wasn't for my advisors. They pushed me to be the best I could be. I know without my advisors, I couldn't be up here speaking to you today. FFA also teaches kids to be leaders in our community. Our advisors are a huge part of this for us. They make us go out into the community to show that we support them and thank them for what they do for us. FFA does not just deal with agriculture. We do a lot more than just that. We teach kids life, real life skills that they will take with them and use their whole life. In closing, none of us came here today without passing a farm, and without farms, we have no food. When it's time to make the cuts, think. No farms, no food. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Lewis Patterson. Dr. Patterson. Hello, my name is Lewis Patterson. My wife and I live in Ocean View. As some of you know, I was the principal of Indian River High School from 1985 to 1999 when I retired. I was then elected to a three-year term on the Board of Education, your board, and I am pleased that Dr. Hatta took the position that I vacated and still remains on the board but you've got a long ways to go to catch Mr. Bowerly. <laughs> Following <clears throat> I'm sorry. During the last 11 years that I was principal at Indian River High School, I was fortunate, very fortunate to have Mr. Mark Steele as my assistant principal. Following my retirement, Mr. Steele then became the principal of Indian River High School for 12 years before moving into the central office as the assistant superintendent. Now, Mr. Steele did not know that I was going to be here tonight and make any comments, but he is the very reason that I am here. 
with his more than 30 years of experience in education in this school district, in my opinion, he is the perfect person to be the permanent superintendent of schools of this district. I would urge the board not to spend money and time in holding a search for the superintendent. You already have the per perfect person to be there and the law does not require you to do a search. The overwhelming favorable second vote for the recent referendum is a direct re re reflection of the support and the confidence of the taxpayers and the people in this district for Mr. Steele and for his leadership. If he's willing to stay beyond June the 30th of this year, I would hope the board either tonight or sometime in the near future would give him a, con a permanent contract because that would strengthen his hand in dealing with many of the problems that you have to deal with right now. Thank you for listening to my comments. Thank you. The next speaker is Morley Dan. Morley Dan. Hope I got that right. Uh, good evening. First thing I'd like to say is uh, that I don't understand that all of you have a difficult and a most unenviable task in front of you. Um, that being said, I must confess that I'm at somewhat of a loss as to the thought process that gave rise to a proposal whereby um, the football team keeps four coaches and the other teams keep two coaches, but every single non-athletic pursuit in the district has no paid positions. I believe you're sending a message to the students and to the community that sports are more important than STEM, that sports are more important than art, that sports are more important than music, and that sports are more important than literature. And as one of the students previously said, uh, the acronym for the school, PRIDE, I don't believe that this proposal at all uh, fulfills that. Um, I think that in, in the, the example of my son, who's a sophomore and is, uh, plays in the marching band, um, that we have a, a marching band that serves well over 100 students, is very well regarded in the community, is very well known in the community and uh, has one single director who works his butt off. To say that his time is not worth any compensation where, while uh, a football team is worth four, and uh, I won't get into pay for performance, but I can tell you from speaking from my perspective that the marching band is an award-winning marching band. They are a good marching band, Nate Moeller is a fantastic director and does wonderful things with these students. Uh, and to, like I said, to say that his time is not worth any compensation is just to me absolutely ludicrous. And the same thing goes for the art program. My daughter is now doing very well in a very competitive school because of Mr. O'Boyle and the art program at Indian River. That's why my wife and I came, brought our children to Indian River. Um, it's just, I think, 
this needs to go back to the drawing board. I think these cuts need to be equitable. Um, I can tell you that the band budget is probably less than 5% of the athletic budget. And again, to say that that deserves to be cut 100% while these coach salaries remain is just unconscionable. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Jeremy Barbin. Good evening. I uh, was actually asked here by Helen Wilson to uh, come and open in prayer, so I'm a little late, I guess. Sorry about that, but um, I don't have anything else to say other than just to uh, pray for you all and. By what we've heard so far tonight, you have a lot of difficult decisions to make, so I just want to go ahead and do that. I'm from Calvary Baptist in Georgetown, uh, so we are definitely in the school district, and your decisions matter to us as well. So let's go ahead and pray. Father, we just want to bring before you this school board and this school district. Father, I, I thank you that you have shown us in your word that each person is made in your image, and so as these decisions are being made and as uh, opinions are being stated, Father, we understand that there's a lot at stake. And I again just ask for wisdom and discernment for those before me. God, and I pray that you would continue to even use the education system here in our area uh, to glorify your name and to raise up young men and young women who transform this world and, and do wonderful things. Father, I thank you also for the wonderful thing you have done for us through Jesus Christ our Savior, that he would die on the cross to take away our sins. This is love that we don't hear enough about. And so I, I just thank you again for the opportunity to be here tonight. And Father, I, I ask for your special blessing on this school district. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Next item on the agenda is uh, new business. First one is school choice applications for 1718. I'd like to make a motion that we table 4.01, 4.02, and 4.03 until after executive session. Is there a second to the motion? Second. second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Item 404, Any River High School, JROTC. Need a motion to table also, please. I'll make a motion to table that one. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. 405, 1718 district calendar. in your packet the um, a draft copy of the 1718 <coughs> district calendar and we're presenting this tonight if anybody has any questions and the board will need to take a vote either this month or next month does anyone have any questions got a time to look I can't say it 
Mm -hmm. I don't have a copy of it. It's not coming up in Table. Make a motion to table. Is there a second to the motion to table? Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Okay. 406, referendum results, March 2nd, 2017. Mr. Steele? Yes. Uh, back on March the 9th, we received the certification uh, for the March 2nd current expense referendum. Uh, the number of votes for for that referendum was 7,091. The number of votes against 5,298. And I would like to go on record again and thank the public uh, for the support. That was a major, uh, major, major help to the budget and we're greatly appreciative. Not only that so many people came out and voted, but we were able to uh, have you know, a lot of support we know from parents in the community. So again, thank you. 407 ESCO Cyber Lake Train. Mr. Peden, Mr. Peden, can you make a motion to table this? Yeah. I make a motion to table. So after executive session? Until 4507 until. 407. The ESCO train. ESCO training until executive session. All in favor of the motion say aye. Okay. Opposed? Okay, that's unanimous. Georgetown Elementary Playground Proposal. Good evening. Um, a few months ago, there was an initiative started to improve um, the quality of our playground, uh, specifically to make it more accessible for students with disabilities. Um, Sarah Heineke, our occupational therapist, um, and Mr. Bauer um, began the initiative and contacted Indian River High School, um, and our three students uh, from Indian River uh, put together a plan that they're going to show to you uh, tonight. We have Sammy Rojas, Sarah Saylor, and Ricky Parrott. Good evening. I'm Sarah Heineke. I do occupational therapy for the school district. This is my first year here and I'm loving it. Uh, we saw a need to add some all-inclusive play for some of our children at Georgetown Elementary. We also house some of the Howard Tiennes students there as well. Um, so I had went to Mr. Stong and Mr. Bauer and asked them to um, give me some contacts at the high school because I know that there are students such as these that do certain projects and are on certain career paths. So these three wonderful guys took on the project and it's turned into a major project, but we are so excited. And so I will turn it over to them so they can show you what they've been working on. Hello, once again, my name is Sarah Saylor. I'm Samuel Rojas. And to the right is Richard Parrott. And this project started along because we're all a part of the Indian River Project Lead the Way pathway and as the fourth year of the course it was our responsibility to choose a project to follow through for the year and once Sarah Heineke emailed us we automatically knew that this would be our way to leave a lasting impact on the community and so we decided to take it on as a year-long project. So initially for our project for um for our capstone project, we decided that we would create 
uh, uh, one piece of equipment that would be uh, beneficial for inclusive play in the uh, Georgetown playground due to the low budget that we had uh, with the project. But uh, after the uh, generosity of the community, we decided that we could expand this. And through uh, donations from BNC Elevators, DIY company, Shell Brothers, and a private donor, we, we were able to raise $70,000 and expand our project to uh, completely remodel the playground. And this, this slide is kind of a, the next slide explains it a little better. This is just showing a top view of what we're trying to propose. In green, you'll see equipment from a vendor called Miracle. In red, you see a, uh, the equipment from Game Time. And in blue is the existing equipment. This slide gives you a, a better view of where everything is going. The three pieces that are in blue are at the playground now. The larger piece in the center is staying put. The slide and the balance beam are being moved to allow the other pieces of equipment to meet uh, the standards. On the next slide, if you'll look on the left, it's the piece of equipment we plan to install. And on the right, you'll see it circled in red pen. And the first piece of equipment we plan to install is the Jam Shack. And it allows for numerous students to interact with one another and utilize multiple sensory elements and be able to kind of make music and incorporate together. Uh, the next piece of equipment is from the vendor Game Time, and this piece of equipment was specifically chosen for the students at Georgetown Elementary due to its low rise in the stairs so that all uh, children of all size could uh, use the piece of equipment, and even those who um, are confined to a mobility device, they can still uh, use the equipment and climb the stairs to uh, go down the slide. And uh, Yeah, sorry. The Custom Beat Club was actually a donated piece from our vendor. This is designed for about five or six kids to interact with each other and play on drums. The next two pieces of equipment we plan to add are very similar. The difference between the two is one has a seat, which you'll see on slide nine, and this allows for any child like who isn't limited to any type of mobility device to dig in the sandbox, which is set aside from the rest of the equipment to ensure safety. And then if you look at slide 10, there is one without a seat. So children who are restricted to mobility devices will have the same opportunities and they'll be able to interact with one another on the playground. The next piece of equipment is the fun from, from Miracle that will be uh, attached to the two educational panels that we will uh, discuss later. But essentially, it's a, a piece of uh, equipment that utilizes communication and that allows for uh, integrated play between students that are uh, limited to a mobility device or that aren't uh, limited. The new swings are coming from Miracle. We are replacing all of the swings with uh, seven new swing bays, which allows 12 regular swings and two therapeutic swing seats. 
if you look on slide 13, it shows the new uh, therapeutic swing seat, which allows kids all ages that have any disabilities able to sit in it and swing and be safe. The drop-down bar is what's designed to keep them in. And it's a lot safer than having belts. Uh, next is the clover leaf sand table with the custom cover and this is a sandbox that um, that is at a lower height for all students where uh, wheelchairs or just uh, students can walk up to it or roll up to it and play with it all together. The next two pieces of equipment we plan to add are panels that will help diversify the playground and eliminate any communication barriers that may be prevalent. The first one we have is a sign language panel, which is on slide 15, and it allows children to take the time to learn the sign language alphabet. And then on slide 16, you'll see the English to Spanish panel, which will also help eliminate any communication barriers. Uh, next is the pull along for Miracle, and this is um, a therapeutic piece of equipment uh, which can be utilized by all students, but it allows for uh, specifically muscle development. Okay, when you go to slide 18, there's a red line around the whole perimeter of the playground. That's designed for plastic curbing, which will keep the engineered wood fibers enclosed inside. It's eight inches tall and in four foot sections. When you go to slide 19, you see the plastic ramps. That's designed for students in mobility chairs or just have problems walking, able to go up into the area and play. Next on slide 20, we plan to replace the current sand with engineered wood fibers and geotextile fabric. And engineered wood fibers are engineered mulch that like, allows for absorbance of impact, which will decrease any chance of injury on the playground. And underneath of it will be geotextile fabric, which will prevent any weeds, causing the maintenance to be better for the long run of the project. And the final piece of equipment that uh, we've planned to add is the playground sign, which is um, a sign that will be located on the outside of the playground where all the visitors can see that come to the playground that, uh, with the Georgetown Elementary logo on it. Uh, it will also include uh, all of the people that were involved with the project, including us as designers, the administration of Georgetown Elementary, Sarah Heineke, the occupational therapist from the school, and all of the donors who allowed this project to, uh, to happen. If you go to slide 22, it's our projected timeline. The building and grounds meeting already happened, and now we're on 327, which is the school board meeting. After the meeting, we're looking at a three to five week window for shipping of the equipment to Georgetown Elementary School. On 513, Shell wants to start installing. And by 527, the installation should be complete, and we can open up the playground again. On the next slide, you'll see the breakdown of the total cost of our project. The equipment cost will be $37,435.64. The 
The surfacing cost, which includes geotextile fabric, engineered wood chips, and the plastic curbing, will be $24,654.78. The cost of concrete to install all the pieces of equipment will be $2,000. And thanks to the generosity of Shell Brothers, installation will cost $0 as they have been generous enough to agree to install all of the pieces of equipment. This adds up to our total cost of $64,090.42. And our total funding was $70,000, which means our remaining funds, $5,959.58. And this will be used for any future upkeep of the playground. And if you go to the final slide, slide 24, it just shows a bigger picture of the playground design. I just wanted to reiterate that um, I had sent an email to Shell Brothers after we had already uh, raised $35,000 and Mr. Bauer and I went and met with Chris Shell, Sarah Beshi, who had graciously answered my email and took it to uh, Chris Shell. Uh, she's also, um, she attended Georgetown Elementary, which I think is really neat, and she's joined us this evening. Um, and then Mark Moore, he is going to actually oversee the project. He's from Shell as well, so they joined us tonight. I just wanted to make mention of that. Um, Mr. President, for ASU for Action, um, I'm just going to recognize uh, they have a whole team that have been involved in this uh, wonderful project. Um, and I think it might be appropriate, with your permission, to allow the other members of this team to stand up and be recognized uh, tonight for this for the work that they've done. That's fine. You want to stand up, Travis? Anybody else? There are some dots and um, our I's to be dotted and some T's to be crossed. Uh, we need a building permit with the town of Georgetown. We need a stormwater permit with Zenrec. Um, you know, so both of those will, will start uh, if the board gives approval. At the Buildings and Grounds Committee, uh, they thought the proper course of action was to bring it to the board to approve the, the uh, final master plan, if you will, um, because if any donations come in, then they they could add to their equipment, but uh, they've pretty much uh, spent, uh, not quite to their limit, but they kept some for just-in-case items. Um, so I guess we would ask at this time for approval for the master plan. Uh, and with the master plan is a sign that will recognize um, uh, individuals that have helped. Okay. Does anyone have any questions? Mr. Hudson? I think it's a good project. Uh, thanks for everything for you guys done. It was a really uh, nice gesture and thanks Shell Brothers and all of those that have donated. And uh, I'd like to uh, make a motion that the board accept this. Second. second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? Mr. Barley, I'd just like to recognize Sarah Beshi as being a former student at Georgetown Elementary. I really want to thank her for being a part of this pro program. Thank you, Sarah. All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Thank you very much. You did a good job of your presentation. Thank you. Good job, guys.
Need a motion to table 501, 502, and 503 until after executive session? So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Committee reports. Athletic fields. Mr. Doug Hudson. Uh, yes, Mr. President. Uh, our uh, building and grounds meeting in athletic fields was taken up uh, basically by the playground and the uh, uh, cyber lake train presentation. So that's all I have to report. Okay. Comprehensive school safety, Mr. Layfield. Before I jump in, before I jump into comprehensive school safety, apologize for my tardiness this evening, but I was uh, attending an athletic event. I'm very happy to report that Millsboro Middle School boys defeated Del Mar six to five this evening. Uh, Brendan Anderson's first win of the season, followed by Millsboro Middle Girls softball, 19 to three. It was Young Macy's second win of the season. So. Very good athletic programs over in Del Mar this evening from Millsboro Middle. <coughs> There's no report for the comprehensive school safety during this month. Okay. The uh, finance report uh, will be done when uh, Mrs. Steele gives her report. Curriculum, Mr. James Hudson. Uh, Mr. Barley, I was unable to attend. Mr. Peden attended in my place and he will give the report tonight. Okay. Mr. Peden. There were K through 12 initiatives, superstars in education. The district has won the Superstar in Education Award once again. This year, the Excel program for the Elementary Gifted and Talented program has been recognized. Congratulations to the student, teachers, and administrators of this program. Odyssey of the Mind, three Indian River School District teams have qualified for the World Odyssey of the Mind competition to be held in Michigan State University. Two teams from our middle schools and one team from the high school level will be recognized next month. Congratulations to the teams and their dedicated coaches. STEM Robotics Awards. On Saturday, February 4th, Georgetown Elementary and SDSA students competed for the first Superbot Saturday. Eight teams of students worked all year on engineering, designing, and programming their own robotics robots to compete in the VEX IQ game crossover. Science Fair winners, students from Millsboro Middle School competed in the 25th anniversary Sussex County Science Fair on March 6th. Four Millsboro Middle School students won awards at the event, including two who will advance to Delaware Valley Regional Science Fair in Philadelphia in April. Special Education, the Department of Special Services in collaboration with the Special Education Task Force completed a successful Special Education Week. All schools participated with special activities, projects, and programs, all to promote the services for students with disabilities. The Department of Special Services has also initiated a second round of committees, which are compromise of spe school special education coordinators. Current committees include child fine procedures, extended school year, special education handbook, differentiated instruction professional development, policy, IKA, 
grading system. The policy continues to go undergo updated and discussion around course weightings. Bullying information and guidance. Guidance documents concerning the bullying of students considered ELL were received from the Delaware Department of Education. The documents were shared with district principals to discuss with staff. Then we had elementary initiatives, preschool, ECAP grant, IRSD submitted a Head Start grant for 241000 yearly for the next three years to provide funding for Project Village, the Selbyville location. Purchase of care. Purchase of care is a subsidy that supports children from birth to the age of 12 who live below 200% of poverty guidance. The belief is that children in poverty should have access to quality daycare and education settings. It was suggested by the state that we apply for the purchase of care for those children allowing for the state funding to support the cost of quality teacher and have access to many other grant opportunities that we currently do not access, have access to because we are not licensed entity that can accept purchase of care. Benchmark ELD training. Training took place on April or March 3rd. Training teachers on the scaffolding of special education and ELL students while ensuring that students receive grade level material. And lastly, secondary initiatives. Business Professionals of America, congratulations to students and teachers from Indian River High School, Sussex Central High School, Selbyville Middle School, and Georgetown Middle School, who are winners in the Delaware Business Professionals of America event held on February 22nd. These students will be headed to the National BPA Championship in Orlando, Florida this spring. That concludes the meeting. Okay, thank you very much. Are there any questions? Mary Bailey Scholarship, Mr. Fritz? No report. Thank you. Policy, Mr. Collins. Nothing requiring board action tonight, but I would like to note that, that next month's meeting we will be discussing the wellness nutrition policy that Mr. Toomey has been working on, as well as a policy change to our grading system. Great. you kill me? Sorry. <laughs> Jumped on the top. Special Education Task Force, Dr. Statler. Thank you to everyone who participated in Special Education Week. As Mr. Peden has already shared, it was a tremendous success under Dr. Owens and his staff. So moving forward, this will certainly be an annual celebration. So thank you. The final parent focus group session was held last Wednesday evening at Millsboro Middle School. Thank you to the parents and community members who attended and provided feedback. A final set of focus meetings are currently being considered for both Howard Tienis and our Carver building. As you are aware from last month, there was a special education survey that was available for anyone to complete online and in our building main offices. This survey has recently closed with over 400 responses. We will begin working um, in the next month to look through those responses and tabulating data in the near future. And finally, I'd like to say thank you to my colleagues this evening on the board for participating in our World Down Syndrome Day last week. 
by supporting our SOC campaign. As always, I appreciate your support of the initiatives that are set for forth by the task force. Thank you. Any questions for Dr. Statler? IREA rep. Evening. I thank everyone who participated in the IREA scholarship fundraiser on St. Patrick's Day. We had uh, nearly 50 items donated from local businesses that ranged from gift certificates to golf packages. We also had many individuals who made private donations. Um, at the end of the evening, we're able to proudly say that our community and our district employees donated several thousand dollars, um, which will more than double the scholarship funds that we can give out um, to, the, to our students that are going to uh, pursue education as their career. Um, we're also very pleased to have uh, this type of support and success at our first scholarship fundraiser, but we hope to grow this fundraiser each year so that um, we can help our education-bound students um, in the future even more. We also have many thanks to everyone who helped uh, pass the referendum. Once again, the community support is shining bright. As we move forward, we know that passing the referendum helped, but it doesn't give us total financial relief, um, especially with the governor's recent budget proposal. There are going to be many tough financial decisions coming, but IRA worked with the district to help pass the referendum, and now we hope to be able to help with the, work with the district again to help with the current and the future budget challenges. So we're hoping you give us that chance. Thanks. Okay, thank you. Superintendent's report, Mr. Steele. Uh, thank you, Mr. Barlow. I have placed uh, the superintendent's activities uh, online for you to take a look at those. Uh, I, the only the one that I'd really highlight would be the March 9th and 10th um, retreat in Rehoboth, where I had the opportunity to work with the other state superintendents. You know, at that particular point in time, we we knew that we had a budget crisis coming on the state level. We just had no idea it would be at the uh, extent that what we happened to see last Thursday. Uh, since then, we've been in contact uh, with a couple of the superintendents and. Uh, trying to get a, a, a grasp on exactly how we're going to handle uh, this projected budget. Uh, one calendar change for the uh, under the report, uh, Millsboro Middle is requesting to change the starting time of their spring concert on May 25th uh, to 6 o'clock p.m. Uh, this would help them uh, with their sixth grade, uh, give it a little bit of time between the sixth grade and the seventh, eighth grade um, shows. That way people could be able to leave the gym if they need to and not have to leave mid-performance. I would recommend that we make that change. Okay. We need to make a motion. Motion. Second. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Thank you, Mr. <coughs> Steele. Financial reports. Mrs. Steele, we need a motion to pay the regular invoices for the month of February of 2017. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Mrs. Steele? Yes, I'll go over a couple of the highlights on the financial reports. Um, I went over them in detail at the Finance Committee meeting. Um, basically, we've received all our discretionary state funds. The only um, funds still um, pending for the state are state salary funds. Um, we've received about 93% of our local revenue that we anticipated. And we're 67% um, of the way through the year. And our expense budget um, 
we have spent 66% of our funds. So we are on budget. Um, if you look at the discretionary budget, that's the local funds that we have, um, or state funds that we have, that we ha can spend at our discretion. There are limitations on a lot of the state appropriations that can only be spent for one certain thing, but the discretionary budget is the one that we work off during the year. Um, the schools are at 67%, so they're right on budget. Athletics are at 58%, and these figures are all as of the end of February, so they were just beginning the um, spring season. Salaries were at 68% of the total and maintenance was at 65%. So basically we we're pretty much on um, budget in all areas. Um, Howard Tianis is at 61%. So again, they're on budget for the current year. Part two, um, the first report is interest. We did not receive the December interest in January, so we received both December and January's interest in the month of February. Our ILC programs um, are at 73% of their budget at this point of the year, which is still close enough to the 67% that um, I feel everybody will be on budget by the end of the year. On the part three reports, um, construction, at that point, we have approximately $369,000 remaining from our local construction budget for the current year, and we're hoping that we can close out the projects and those funds will go back into <coughs> our discretionary funds. Um, there's a breakdown, a detail there for you to look at of um, the construction expenses that we have had in that month. Um, Major capital improvements. Um, most of our projects are winding down. Um, the month of February, we made three payments. They're listed there. And um, had no change orders. I believe um, Mr. Booth has the um, detailed information on um, the change orders that he has received to date. Um, minor cap, we have approximately 1.6 million available through June of 2019. Um, these are funds that can only be used for maintenance of our buildings. Um, Ennis has 16,000 in that same pot of money. And our payments as of the end of February, or in the month of February, out of minor cap were $53,145.24. Does anybody have any questions? Any questions? <clears throat> the uh, financial status update for the month, we have uh, two payment applications, both for Georgetown Elementary, John L. Briggs for $21,891.85, Wilson Mason, Mason Masonry for uh, Georgetown Elementary also $20,189. It's a total of both of $42,080.85. We have uh, three final applications, all for Georgetown Elementary, CTA $6,493, Thompson and Son $41,715, Balsam and Duckett $30,212 for a total of 78420 
On change orders, we have six credit change orders, which totals $14,620, and we would need a motion to pay for this. So moved. Is there a second? second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Thank you, Mr. Steele. Communications, Mr. Steele. Uh, Mr. Barr, we have two field trips uh, seeking overnight requests. The first is Indian River High School, Sussex Central High School, Sebeville Middle, and Georgetown Middle BPA programs. They'll be competed in the Nationals uh, May 9th through the 13th in Orlando, Florida. The second is an overnight trip by the Georgetown Elementary School robotics team uh, on April the 22nd through the 25th uh, to Louisville, Kentucky for competition as well. I'd recommend both of those be approved. So moved. Is there a second. second? Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. And use of facilities. We have two use of facilities. Uh, the Sussex Central High School lacrosse fields by the Saltwater Lacrosse Club on the dates listed. The second is John M. Clayton Elementary Auditorium and Cafeteria on the 14th by High Tide Church. We would also recommend those as well. We, would, we need a motion. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. We now come to the second public comment session. Fifteen minutes for anyone in the audience who wishes to make a public comment. And we've had one person who has signed up, and that is Bob Maloney. Anyone else in the audience who wishes to make a public comment? Come right up. You have three minutes. Yes, sir. Uh, good evening. My name is David Clark, and I'm a senior at Indian River High School. Uh, one of the things that I've been taught through my entire life is to get involved. And tonight I'd like to bring uh, to your attention two concerns that I've had uh, throughout this year. Um, first is the recent budget cuts proposed to higher-level programs, such as the advanced placement courses in the International Baccalaureate Program. Uh, the AP funds have been cut from 20000 to $0, as well as the International Baccalaureate Program has been cut from around sixty-seven dollars to $40,000. Now, from my personal experience, I've seen that AP classes have benefited and recognized more at all colleges compared to the International Baccalaureate Program. And I, f I don't want any less funds or any more funds cut from those programs, but I feel a redivision between the funds for these programs need to be assessed. Um, secondly, is school safety monitors at the high school level. Um, if we're looking for ways to cut funds, I feel at the high school level, from my personal experience as well as other classmates, have never had a day where they have felt unsafe with or without an extra school safety monitor. Uh, an example of this is at Indian River High School, we have both a school safety monitor as well as uh, Detective Doug Hudson, and having both of those more than capable of controlling the school environment. Um, and lastly, I would just like to thank all of you for your commitment and dedication to supporting the futures of any of our high school students. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Is there anyone else in the audience who wishes to make a public comment? Mr. Steele has a comment. Yeah, Mr. Clark. Um, just to kind of touch base on, on what you had just asked, the 20000 cut in the Academic Challenge Program, uh, this year we're not, we don't have any teachers to be trained. Uh, so that $20,000 cut was only the training that was set aside in the budget for that. It's not cutting any other part of Academic Challenge. Mr. Byerly, I would also like to make a comment that I appreciate everybody's concern when it comes to budget cuts, and it's going to be a 
rough time for a lot of people. I would urge you to take the same energy and contact all your state legislators who are the ones that are deciding to cut education throughout the state of Delaware that all the districts are going to have to go through to make these tough decisions. They're the ones that are withholding the money or stopping uh, the money that we need to operate. Please contact them multiple times. Okay, anyone else? Need a motion for executive session? So, so moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. We're now in executive session. Business. Under new business, item 4.01, school choice applications for 2017-18. Deferred. Is there a motion? Make a motion to accept 4.01, 4 4.02, 4.03. Okay. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? It's unanimous. <clears throat> okay, the, uh, say we don't need a vote on RTC. Okay. 4.07 ESCO Cyber Lake Train proposal. Make a motion we accept. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That's unanimous. Long Neck Elementary School principal interview. I'd like to make a recommendation to accept the number one candidate as principal. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? Yes. Opposed. I'm sorry. Opposed. Okay. Uh, poll, please. Mr. Barley? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Douglas Hudson? No. Mr. James Hudson? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Mr. Peden? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Yes. The motion passes by a majority vote. Student hearings, you want to do all five together? Make a motion to accept 1740, 1742, 1744, 1745, and 1750. Second. Is there a second to the motion? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That Abstain. is unanimous. I'm sorry. Abstain. I never read or listened to any of them. If you're going to court us on that, then I'm not voting. Okay. Could you please pull, pull the vote? Sure. Mr. Barley? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Abstain. Mr. Douglas Hudson? Abstain. James Hudson? Yes. Mr. Rayfield? Yes. Mr. Peden? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Motion passes by a majority vote. Personnel agenda. Is there a motion? Motion to approve. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Personnel addendum. Is there a motion? So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? 
That is unanimous. Personnel contractual agenda. Motion to approve. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Employee number 1704. You heard the superintendent's, acting superintendent's uh, recommendation. Is there a motion? So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? Abstention. Abstention. Uh, please poll. Mr. Barley? Yes. Mr. Collins? Abstain. Mr. Fritz? No. Yes. Mr. Douglas Hudson? Yes. Mr. James Hudson? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Abstention. Mr. Peden? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Seven, one, two. Okay, the motion passes by a majority vote. Employee 1705? Yeah, I'd like to make a motion that we uh, elevate our. Uh, Present superintendent to full-time superintendent and a two-year contract extension. For two years? Yes. Everyone understands the motion? Second. I hope so, because it didn't come out too clear, but I hope you understood <laughs> it. <clears throat> second. Okay, motion made and seconded. All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. 4.01, 4.02. We did that. We did. We did that. Sorry, you know, I missed that. Huh? I missed it. You mean here? We did all that. Okay. There will be a special board meeting scheduled for uh, Monday, the 10th of April. It'll replace the uh, committee meetings that we will not have for the month of April. The meeting will be held at 7 o'clock at Sussex Central High School. Okay, no further business come forward to the board. The meeting's adjourned.